What's going on, party people? This is Tachi, and I'm here with my illustrious co-host. Can you introduce yourself, co-host? It is me, Kevin Williams. And who else would it be? But any case, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. We're back with another week of TV channeling because we just love to channel TV. And for those of you that listened to our first podcast episode, Thank you, thank you. We appreciate you, and we love you for listening. And we're back with a second episode. We had the nerve to come back with a second episode, didn't we? I can't believe it. They said it wouldn't happen. They said that we couldn't do two of these, and they were we're proving them wrong right now. Yes, they and them, who we don't know, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) So this show, I'm super excited about this show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a Guilty Pleasures show. Can you imagine? Guilty pleasures. So, kind of like you know what we should do, Kevin. We what? we really talk about it just in general in in society and TV land. We and just in general we talk about guilty pleasures. But I don't know if people actually know what that means. What is a guilty pleasure to you? Well, for me, a guilty pleasure when we're talking about television is any show that I'm ashamed to admit. <laughs> in public that I actually watch and that I like to watch with all the lights out, the doors locked, window shades and blinds <laughs> closed so nobody knows I'm actually a fan of this particular show. And I, how you convinced me to admit this to people uh, on the internet, I have no idea. I'm just compelling like that. That's all. <laughs> I, I can draw things out of anyone and I managed to do this out of you so I'm super proud of myself for that you're one of those people Kevin then when you're watching you just see the door underneath the door the glowing lights <laughs> and there's like oh yeah he's watching that okay so all right well, what do you can what do you consider to be a uh, guilty pleasure what's what's your definition so all the things that you just said, definitely. But it, it doesn't, sometimes when we think about guilty pleasures, we think about something bad, but it doesn't necessarily mean something bad. It just means something that is uncharacteristic of who we are or who we portray ourselves to be. So you, you portray yourself to be this fine, upright individual, and then you're watching like, I don't, I don't know. I won't say anything because it might be on your list. But (laughs) because I just thought about another another show, that's an honorable mention. (laughs) So so, that's basically what a guilty pleasure is. And I so want to hear what yours are. All right. um, Let's see. Um, Why don't I let you go first and um, give me the person on your list? Okay. Okay. That works. That works. That works. I can deal with my emotional upset and the the soon the shame spiral I'm about to go into. I can deal with that as you talk about your first guilty pleasure. There you go. Just drink some water, sip, think, meditate, let it marinate. And I'm going to start with my first guilty pleasure. And so my first is actually – so I 
I watch reality TV, not a lot of it, but I do watch reality TV. I had actually done some research on it. So it required that I watched reality television, which is why I think I got more into it than I was. But because of studying it, you see these things. It's like, oh, this is deplorable. How can people get up on television and do such things? I refuse to support them with my viewership. And then I turn right around (laughs) and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's totally out of character, not totally out, but it's a little out of character. So the first one on my list is the Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) Okay, okay, wait a minute. I got to interrupt you right now. Okay. I love the whole preamble, and you even wrapped it in like, I do this for academia. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, and then then you reveal. But that's the issue we always the real do. Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's the issue we always do. Just like, okay, so I'm about to let something else out of the bag. So my uh, my dissertation was on uh, African-Americans or actually black people and internet dating. So, of course, if I'm going to do research on it, it requires that I do it, right? Oh, God. You, so, you do so much. For education, it's exactly your sacrifice. Oh. I have to go on dates. Yes. I have to drink. Yes. I have to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've Whatever it takes to letting somebody pay for my food. Oh, the shame! <laughs> my God, yeah, I, I, I'm so proud of you. You've done so much. You've done so much. For education. Kevin, that means a lot. That means a lot because nobody else seems to give a damn. But I've sacrificed a lot. I've had to watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta and date on the internet. So, in any case, yes. R-H, what is the, it's R-H-A-T-L. R-H-O-A-T-L is All right, I have something to confess before I have too much more fun at your expense. (laughs) Though it was fun. I enjoyed it very much. You know what? (laughs) The Real Housewives Housewives of Atlanta is also on my list. So I oh. you can join me on the shame spiral. Yet I'm so the pariah. Go together. <laughs> Yet I am the par Okay, it's always good to go on a slippery slope to hell with someone else. Okay, so yeah. Real Housewives Okay, so let me ask you, what is it about um Atlanta? But wait a minute, you you watched the whole franchise or you've watched a few of the franchise, right? Okay. All right. To be honest, mm-hmm. which I don't like being here, right here and right now, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Even though no one's here with me, I'm actually behind silhouette. So <laughs> it makes me feel safe. All right. Um, uh, let's see. I've actually watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta as well as Beverly Hills. So I will cop to that. Those are the two that I actually watched. I've never watched um, uh, the OC. I've uh, I've watched, I'd say, maybe two episodes of New York. Okay. And uh, none of the other franchises, like Washington D.C., Potomac, um, oh. uh, Miami. Your name, your your uh, town sake. I have not watched that one. Not one episode. Don't bother. Uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> I watched one episode, and um, so mine really it's Beverly Hills and Atlanta for me, and um, I'm I'm not proud of that. <laughs> it's you know what it's okay because you can stand in your shame with others, the countless millions of other people who watch it. Um, you so know, the, what why uh, what do you get out of uh, Atlanta? What 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 keeps you tuning in? 
there's just something about their the personas of the the Atlanta women. I it, I I don't know. It's just something about them from Nene's foolishness to Sheree's non-clothing line. <laughs> okay, I gotta talk about about my favorite episode. So. Um, Dwight, you know, um, their their friend Dwight is a friend of a yes. couple of them. The one that I don't know what the hell he does, but he's he's on. I think there. he's supposed to be some kind of event planner. Yeah, I think. he's an event planner, event. So he ends up, you know, doing events like he's done Phaedra's baby shower. He did the son's first birthday, and of course, I think that's why I like these things because they're all extra and over the top, where it's just like unreal. I think that's why I like it. So Dwight and this was like. It earlier, seasoned and seasons back. Dwight was at the nail salon with Nene, and they were, you know, getting pedicures, and he said, you know, Sheree was getting ready to release her line, She by Sheree. I laugh every time I hear this. So Sheree, uh, you know, was doing this, and she had her, uh, her event, and he said, well, I heard all about it. And I was like, who is this wonderful individual who had a clothing launch with no clothing? How dreadful. That was his thing. <laughs> I could not hold it in. What he, he just said, how dreadful. That was my word, okay? Dreadful was my word for like two months after that. <laughs> or how dreadful was my phrase. So it's just little things like this and the characters that are on. Like, they have a lot of side characters. The others in the franchise, you know, every once in a while you'll have, oh, this person. But it, it's not like the the side characters that come on Atlanta. There's just something about it. Oh, yeah. Like, Candy's mother is a great character Yes, on, on the show. There's so many. And it's funny you mentioned the wow, when, when uh, Sheree had a party to launch a clothing line with no clothes. <laughs> um, Kenya Moore had a party oh, to geez. launch her um, hair care product line that had a bunch of empty bottles filled with water. Yes. So, wh- I don't know what... They're always so premature when they're, like, launching products and you're, everybody's trying to one-up each other um, as far as in what they're doing, the products they're launching, the businesses businesses that they have. And um, it's what I love about the, that show in particular is everybody that seems to be involved practically seems to be shame free. Oh. They, oh. they have, they have oh. no shame whatsoever, which I think is a key component to being successful in reality TV. Exactly. And that's why they're the number. And, you know, they are the number one franchise they're of the all of them. Franchise. Atlanta exactly. gets the best ratings by far. Because they're so bloody ridiculous and so bloody shameless. And you're right. You have to be bloody shameless to be successful in reality TV. You have to because you have to have real live nerve to get up on national TV and launch a clothing line with no clothes and launch a product line with water filled bottles. You have to have real live... Same thing. Okay, Phaedra, when they were getting ready to launch that... Okay, they were doing an exercise video. Remember, it was supposed to be her and Kenya Moore were going to do the exercise video. And they made this big to-do... To this day, I don't know where that video is. They have a bunch of phantom projects. All of them. (laughs) 
Phantom Projects Phantom and Phantom Pro Products. Th Phantom Projects and Products, exactly. And you know, here's the thing. We know reality TV, there's always a bomb thrown in the middle of the room to, ma to make it go off because everyday life is boring. Stuff is not happening on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, in everyday real life. You have to make things happen, and that's what they do. So there, you know, there was probably like, oh, you know, I was thinking about launching a product. Like, oh, we'll do it. You don't really have oh. to have the... <laughs> the real yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure the producers are like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. It won't look stupid. You won't be humiliated. Yeah. We're 100% behind you. You know, whatever you need, we're there. You know, we just want the best for you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you know good and damn well, they're like, yeah, this is just going to fail fast and hard, and we're going to be right there to catch it on tape. <laughs> Yeah, so just uh, so that franchise and uh, Beverly Hills, um, that show, they threw the bomb thrower. Um, oh God, what was her name? Oh, on in the Beverly Hills franchise, they threw a real bomb thrower in when they added Brandy Glanville. And oh what was, yeah, remember that? And she brought so much drama with her because she had like real life drama with her divorce. That's another thing. The, the I love how all the franchises are called Blank Housewives. Okay, Preach. half of them, most of them aren't married. Some of them have never been married. Like, okay, Kenya Moore, back to Atlanta, never married one of the housewives. I don't know. Candy was and never she... married either. I mean, she was getting ready to get married when she got on the show, and then tragically her uh, fiancé was uh, killed. But for the most part, there are a bunch of them that have ne'er seen a ring nor an I do, and they're yet called the housewives. And with the crazy thing about when Kenya Moore was, not only did she not have a husband, but with, she didn't even have a house. So it's like she wasn't a wife, wife, or a housewife. Thank she, you. I don't understand. She anyway, was part of the real side chicks of Atlanta, I guess, because she didn't have either one. But again, she's her personality is so over the top. Now, that's one person. I don't know her personally to say I don't like her. What I can say is I'm not pleased with the persona that she puts on on the show because it just, to me, seems to come out of a mean and mean-spirited place, which works well for the show and works well for the producers, but it's like, okay, we know good and damn well that she exacerbated that fight between she and Portia. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. She she no. She's good at pushing buttons. And Portia, she has very big buttons that are very easy to push. <laughs> yes, I thought you were going to say something else. But yeah, she does have. Big... <laughs> well, whatever do you mean? <laughs> you know, good and damn what what I mean, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah, no, she she you she allowed herself to be pushed. But I mean, really, if somebody is taking a bullhorn and talking in your face, do you think you're not going to mush them? I, I'm just saying, unless you're the type of person that that doesn't bother, has a tremendous amount of self-control, but it was very disrespectful. And then she, I didn't like this. She, well, I don't know what well, I just feel. You know what you did. You you yelled in the girl's face. So you're, come on, you're from Detroit. You know what that means. Well, one of the things that's interesting is the fact that, um, I shouldn't say interesting, more like telling is the fact that after the uh, the physical altercation, or, uh, you know, it's, um, that's a very nice way of putting it, after the beatdown, 
Um, <laughs> it was a beat down. You're right. You'd think that they would have, like, you know, Portia, you are off the show. You can't be on a TV show where you physically attack another cast member. But they demoted her for five seconds where she didn't, she wasn't shown in the opening credits and she wasn't holding a peach anymore. But then, like, she was still on the show. And then right after that, she was back. And then she uh, um, almost attacked, um, uh, God, uh, the model one. What's the model? Um, oh, Cynthia Bailey. Still, Cynthia Bailey, remember, she th- she had to be I held do. physically by several people. When they were on the she boat. she was going to attack uh, uh, Cynthia Bailey. So uh, the idea that she's still on the show, then there was, like, an, um, outtakes because – Okay, speaking of shame spirals, not only do I watch the show, uh, the regular episodes, but I also watch the reunion. And if that isn't enough, at the end of the reunion, they're like, we have extra hidden hit, see, hidden scenes and hidden secrets. Do you want to watch that, Kevin? Yes. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so, oh, I always watch the reunions. I always, If I'm going to do it, do it big. Oh yes, well I'm, I always I'm watch doing it big with you because I watched the shame spiral. So in the in the bonus uh, uh, episode where they showed extra scenes that they didn't that we didn't we weren't able to fit in, they showed us after the Christmas party. Uh, um, Portia is like chasing someone down the street to attack them. I remember so, that. Yeah, so it's like okay, come on, this person just you know cannot be trusted in and polite or even and definitely can't be trusted in rude society yeah so (laughs) well you know what it just goes you form uh what we call let me get a little academic a parasocial relationship with characters on television meaning you identify with them you may even see them as someone that you could be friendly with so you know you form those relationships so everybody that was feeling sorry for Portia and was like that girl totally exacerbated that uh altercation when you then see her attack Cynthia and then you see her chasing someone down the street you're like okay this may not be that much out of character for her. So what is she then doing as well to make this an issue? You know, so she's not as innocent as she seems. Oh, she's not as innocent as as she seems at all. But all I can think of right now is I'm going to get college credit for this, right? Oh, you are. You are. Okay. All right. I feel really good. (laughs) I'm doing great. Definitely. Definitely. So far, if we're we're talking about reality television, you've got an A plus, bruh. I do want to bring up one other thing about uh, Real Housewives. You mentioned Potomac. I did like Potomac. Um, There's something. Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, I used to live, I didn't live in Potomac, but I lived in Washington, D.C., and Potomac is suburban D.C., basically. And so there's just knowing folks like that, knowing the area, that kind of, it was a nostalgia thing for me. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm definitely watching Potomac because I I definitely want to see the areas and the things again. So it was a nostalgia thing. But number two, they were also, they were also just as messy. I mean, they were, did you watch Potomac? No, I did not. Well, I I for I told myself I am I refuse to get into another one of these franchises. I refuse to. Please watch Potomac when it comes <laughs> back on. Please watch Potomac. Oh my god. I'm trying to I'm trying to crawl myself out of the mud and you're like pulling me back in. Oh, well, you're back anchored in with concrete, okay? You are anchored in with cron- concrete. <laughs> 
So I, I just need you to watch Potomac. I'm not I'm not even gonna, I've watched all of them just because I want to see some I grasped onto, some I was like mm -mm. I I do like New York. I I did enjoy watching Beverly Hills because of um the uh the Richard sisters and things like that and people that you would actually know from Hollywood. So that was just basically hot hot Hollywood mess. But there's something about Atlanta and something about Potomac. I, I did enjoy Potomac. Um, technically, I should not be watching these because it gives a terrible, a terrible depiction of women and friendships and the fact that they can't get along and they're gossipy. And this is, you know, on the whole, not true. But it is good TV. I'll say that. All I can say is when you're watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta and you are watching The Real Housewives of Potomac, you are making the ghost of Maya Angelou cry. Yeah. That's all I have to say. All and I still I say. rise, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. but I think that's what makes it so good because it's – I don't know. There's just something – we without the risk of sounding whatever we we could do things well we not only do we you know can we achieve well but we could do mess well <laughs> and it just comes off so differently there's a, a cultural thing that 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 in terms of the way it comes like the reads and stuff like that i don't, I don't know it's just different so i think that's what it makes it's like theater that's what it is this is like theater to me and i adore theater and so i think that's why I latched on to those two shows. Wow. All right. We spent a lot of time on the housewives. Let's we it's time for us to go to another uh show. So I think I'm gonna go next. Yes. And um let's see. My uh first well actually my second, because I I joined in on your ratchet ratchetness with the Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, don't blame me. Right. <laughs> I blame you. Anyway, um, <laughs> my my first pick is Charmed. Did oh, you ever watch Charmed or know anything I about Charmed? I did. I did. So why is that a guilty pleasure? Okay, I thought it was a guilty pleasure because let's face it, the uh, for those for the uninitiated, Charmed was a show uh, that was about three sisters, uh, and they were three sisters. One was named Phoebe, uh, Piper, and Prue, all P names, and um, the oldest one was played by Shannon Doherty uh, mm -hmm. from Beverly Hills 90210 fame. Mm -hmm. So this was her first gig after that. Because um, remember, she got let go from that show because she she had been demanding and stuff like that. So they kind of eased her out of uh, out of high school, and then <laughs> and then right. um, and then she all of a sudden had magical powers. So anyway, uh, the three sisters uh, find out in the pilot that they all have magical powers, um, uh, different abilities, and let's see, Piper, uh, she had the ability to freeze time. And uh, let's see, uh, Prue had the ability to move objects, which was super badass. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, let's see, then what was the last one? Okay, Phoebe. Phoebe, uh, played by Alyssa Milano, um, yes. uh, post Who's the Boss, she had uh, like premonition powers where she would get like glimpses of uh, what might be happening to them in the future. And she could, and they could try to avoid like catastrophe and some of her. Uh, premonitions of really bad things happening. Anyway, yes. so they so they would combine their powers and the, to, together when they would like have to like fight vanquish some kind of a uh, 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 weekly baddie because there was always like a warlock 
or a witch yes. or demon of the week that they had to fight. Ooh, and they the would demon have to of the, the week. <laughs> the demon of the week. And they would uh, combine their powers would be the, called the power of three. Yes. And like unstoppable when they were using their witchy powers together. And... Um, um, I have to admit, I love the show. And every week, like San Francisco was in danger of being destroyed by true, a true and deeply deep evil. And every week, they would use the power of three to like avert disaster in the nick of time. And the uh, uh, the residents of San Francisco were blissfully unaware of all the de- demonic activity that was happening all around them all the time. Now that's the thing that got me about that. I'm like. Those are some hardworking sisters since they're fending off the uh, demonic forces of the underworld. And you all are just none the wiser. You're just oblivious going on. They're hardworking sisters because they're doing all the work. Where's the police force? <laughs> oh, yeah, and they were, yeah, and then, but the police was always looking into them because they were always suspicious. Because they were exactly. always around, there'd always be some kind of murder, and they were always on the periphery. It's like, why are you three sisters always around when stuff is going down? Weird stuff happens, and you're always around. And I always wonder about their neighbors because there was always stuff happening, demon fights in their attic because the attic is where they kept uh, the Book of Shadows, right. which was their spell book. And there was always some kind of evil entity trying to take that book. And they'd always have these big battles with all co- lightning bolts and energy uh, balls of energy flying across uh, there. And they're constantly destroying their attic. What I love about their attic was there was always these big fights every week where stuff was getting blown up and like holes in the wall. And then the next week it was all, everything all was great. All <laughs> fixed. We never, they never saw them use the magic to repair everything, but everything was repaired by the by the next the by that next week. And one of the things is that house was a character of the show. The house was a beautiful Victorian. It was oh, beautiful. Yeah. And the attic was huge and gorgeous. But one of my favorite things about the show was true to form, Shannon Doherty started having uh demands and contractual issues with yep. uh with the show and all of a sudden all of her uh demands ended up getting her character Prue killed off. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when Prue got killed off, wait a minute. There's only two witches left. We can no longer have the power of three. What will happen to humanity? You know what? Luckily for San Francisco and rest of mankind and the producers of the show, turns out they had a secret sister they didn't yes. even know about. And of course. Of course there was a secret sister. And a secret half-sister uh, played by Rose McGowan who came in and all of a sudden she had super magical powers as well. And they And all of a sudden, magically, the power of three was restored. So... I love that show. I I can say with a little bit of, of, of pride slash shame, I watched every episode of it, every <laughs> last episode, and all the crazy twat uh, uh, plot twist. At one point, one of the sisters, her son, she doesn't know this, but there's a guy that comes from the uh, that uh, that comes into their life. She doesn't realize it's actually her adult son from the com- who's gone back in time, and he's now living with them as like a. They don't have any idea who he actually is, and it, it the show was just so messy and so crazy with all stuff the stuff that happened uh, on it that um, I uh, it was like I could not let it go. Until it finally ended, it was it was on for like um, God, how many seasons was it on? It was on. F- uh, it was several several seasons. Wasn't it was on it for like eight, eight. It was on eight seasons. Yeah, and it was on from uh, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand six. 
And so, I didn't even know it was that long, but yeah. Yeah, so it had a damn good run. So what's your next guilty pleasure, Tachi? Oh, mine... <laughs> I, I look at my list and it seems like everything is basically reality based. I really love to watch HSN and QVC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now mind you, I don't buy anything from either of these networks, but there's something about watch and then my favorite is on is it HSN? it's either HSN or QVC. But they do, I think it's HSN, Friday Night Beauty. So it's like all beauty stuff. And it's, uh, I mean, you you name it, whatever they do um, on HSN, uh, they all the different things, like I think Molly Roncall. Uh, yeah, I get the two mixed up between HSN and QVC because I watch both. But they mm. just, I don't know, it just has like a really calming effect. And I'm like, if I'm not going out or doing something on Friday, I am good with sitting there here on the television, on the couch, watching the TV and, oh, well, QVC or HSN, let's see what's on there. And watching their events, the Friday night, I have seen so many products. It's not funny. I love these channels. Wow, that okay. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> that's an interesting choice, and yes, that is definitely a guilty pleasure. Well, it could be. Let me. Could it could be more guilt if you were actually spending money? But since you're not spending money, it's only a slight guilty pleasure. Right, right. It's it's like a slight guilt. It's like you know, to me, it's kind of like window shopping. Now, I absolutely love to shop, but whenever I go to the mall, I don't. I'm not always shopping. Sometimes I'm just going to get ideas. Just sometimes I'm just. Looking going to see what's what i can do that because i have control there's some people who can't set foot in a plaza or in a mall or macy's because they'll spend money i don't have to spend money i just like the pleasure of looking at oh i could put this with that and oh this is interesting and do it it could be any type of store right i love any type of store so for me watching hsn and qvc is that same type of thing it's like window shopping because i know i am not doing the four easy payments of thirty two ninety nine. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's electronic window shopping. It is. It's electronic window shopping. And guess what? On my TV, um, through my cable service, if you're watching one of them, you can actually press OK if you want to order the item. Oh, my. Oh, God. They're really making it easy for you just to have your money float away. Oh, yeah. They made an easy button, but they don't know me. They don't know. It takes a lot to have me part with my dollars. So... Yeah, the only the only thing they could do to make it any easier is if they actually paid for it themselves and just sent you the stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I've seen a couple of things on there that it because it's also a good idea starter. So it's like if I see something that I need, like I was recently want like I want to buy a new mattress because I've had mine for a little while. And then I said, Well, you know, for the time being I can get a mattress pad. They had the most luxurious looking mattress pad on there that I was like, Oh, damn I could get that so to me it was not that I would order it from there but I would look and see where I could get that similarly for either a cheaper price or whatever you know something to that effect so that also helps me spur ideas so yeah that's my next guilty pleasure HSN and QVC all right you know what Tachi I was gonna save this one for last but because of what you just said I'm gonna um <laughs> I'm gonna change up my list come on with it brother and- I'm going to admit to um, a pretty, a particularly embarrassing guilty pleasure. All right. 
Okay. You, YouTube. I'm addicted to a thing called unboxing videos. And oh, yes. many people are wondering, what the heck does unboxing mean? It's sadly as simple as it sounds. It's literally people <laughs> opening boxes with new products. So everything new and shiny, mostly electronic things. I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm not super crazy. So it's only electronic things. So whenever there's like a new iPhone, there's basically somebody, I'm watching some uh, somebody open up the, the early adapters. I am not an early adapter. I'm a very late adapter. I let you people try it out and then <laughs> after it's been established that it won't blow up like um, attention Samsung owners. After it's been established <laughs> that, that the phone won't kill you many, many months later, then I will like, okay, I think it's safer me to buy it but i will watch but the day it comes out and the day that people actually have it at their hot little hands they they post videos uh of them op themselves opening the box and showing it and touching it and like holding it up to the light and i'm all hypnotized ooh shiny and <laughs> so <laughs> i can't get enough of that and to admit there's more guilty pleasures uh for me to be had on youtube I also love the reviews as well. Just like you're shopping for a bed, I have been shopping for a TV for a while. So there, I can't. I have been watching every 4K TV review video ever, video after video after video, and I'll watch multiple ones of the exact same product. I'm like, I want to hear what this person says wow. about it. I want to hear what that person says about it. So, uh, you know what? For me. YouTube is an electronic casino because when I'm on YouTube, there are no windows, <laughs> there yes. are no clocks, and there's nothing that have. there's no hints to the passage of time. It's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, why is this, where'd the sun go? Um, <laughs> that's what happens when I'm on YouTube. No, that's why you have to be careful because you could spend all day especially if you like if you're like us you can spend all day on those things but i'm right there with you i love youtube i've loved it like since the beginning i like unboxing videos too in fact i like live unboxing videos uh for example if you watch like facebook live or on periscope a lot of people will do the live unboxing events so they... Oh, why'd you have to tell me about that? Oh, oh yes. No. Yes. Oh, I didn't Get need on to know board, that little children. I didn't need to know, Tachi. They do live unboxing events. So it will be you can it will be like regular people that will do unboxing events, but then there'll be some companies for or some uh entities that report on it. Like Engadget is one of my favorites. And they Oh, I love Engadget. Oh yeah, Engadget does uh unboxing Facebook Live videos. Okay, so Whenever there's something new coming out, uh, Engadget does it. The Verge does it as well. That's another one I like. Yeah. So they they do these unboxing videos. And so the cool thing is you're getting an unboxing video, and it's good to see it from the the perspective of a layperson, but it's even cooler when it's somebody who reports on this, does it, and they're explaining. That, to me, is like heaven. Okay. Well, it's we're talking orgasmic. About Okay, we're talking about reviews and stuff like that. Okay, my my jam is CNET. 
I'm all CNET Ooh, all CNET. the time. Um, um, every, there's a there's an Apple Bytes show every week that comes on uh, comes on that that's posted every Thursday. And every Thursday, like five minutes after it's been posted, I am watching it. And they do product reviews, uh, electronic reviews, and I'm constantly watching uh, reviews of like soundbar. Basically, I, I'm like I'm anything having to do with the TV right now, soundbars. TVs, um, TV furniture, like cabinets. I'm like, <laughs> there's no video I won't watch. Wow. Wow. I didn't know about CNET's Apple Bytes. So you know where I'm going to be. Would they do it on YouTube or Yeah, Facebook YouTube, Live? YouTube okay. every Thursday. Oh, and what's even worse um, is um, another time suck. There's like a longer version of the show. The Apple Bytes show is about like five, six minutes where it's all the news about Apple and Apple products that's going on. Okay. And um, then uh, there's like actually more of like a long form, kind of like a radio kind of call-in show where I forget what that one's called, where it's li- uh, it's they talk about Apple, but all kinds of electronic um, uh, products and that sh- and gaming and stuff like that. And that show goes on for about like an hour and a half to two hours or something. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That so there's heavy. yeah, there's a lot. Wow, wow, that sounds heavy. I'm right there with you. So I'm I'm not even ashamed of that one. You know, so. touch. You know what's funny is like the more we the the more of these shows we do, the we are TV twins. It's getting spooky up in here. You it's didn't getting know. Pretty spooky. <laughs> you didn't know. I think I have Prue's powers or whatever because I um or no not Prue. Who's the one that Alyssa Milano played? Um, uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah, I have her powers because I knew you were my TV twin right away. Okay, so what's your next pick? So my next pick. Okay. Ugh. This one I am a little like mm, on because I don't like them necessarily, and I think they're an abomination culturally. But I still watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh no! <laughs> and they are a cultural abomination. I'm sorry. I don't hate on people's hustle. I'm not one to hate on your game. Please do you make all the money you like. If you're using your talentless self to make money and people are paying, what can I say? However, you know, my thing is like, they're just a waste. And I had been saying this. I'm like, they are an entire waste of one hour and just a waste but I still will turn, tune in and watch. <laughs> What's crazy to me is not just the success of the uh, of the mother show, uh, Keeping with the Kardashians. It's all the little satellite spinoff shows that that they've managed to have. Rob and um, China. Um, if you can kind of count, I am Kate though. That is now eighty sixth. Yeah, but that was that was all. Everything was spawned from, <laughs> and I, I think spawn is spawn is an word. appropriate word. Yes, <laughs> all, all spawned from uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. But there was all the there was like so and so and so and so take Miami. Oh, so oh and, yeah, so take Manhattan. So and so and so and so take Nebraska. I mean, <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> and then there was just... also don't forget there was also when um, Chloe was married Chloe to Lamar. Uh, Lamar. So there was Chloe and Lamar. These people had have had a good shall we say like almost eight shows spawned off of the original one which is why i can't hate their hustle i it's i can't i can't hate your hustle but i can say you're a cultural abomination but i sit there and watch it 
Oh my God. Well, you know what? I do not share in this. I do not share in this shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. <laughs> and you know what it is when you're a TV addict, I have television on all day. Not necessarily that I'm watching it intently, but it's on because it's background noise for me. I, I like the din of the television. And so I could sit quietly, not a problem. In fact, I love quiet, but I also love the sound of the television. And it's different for me than the sound of the radio. Like I can do radio or I can do music, but then eventually I also I have to turn on the television because I like that background sound. So it's just that it would be on, I might be watching something on E-Network before that, and then that will come on and I, I just don't change it. And so I think that's how I ended up getting into it and you believe me i don't want to watch it but i end up watching it <laughs> oh you're the moth to their flame i really am and and i have you know i i raise my hand and say that i have added to whatever abomination that they are i've added to that because i watch the show well, I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed. I don't think you could, you could even admit this if I asked you publicly. Um, or I think you're not even supposed to admit this privately. But as long as you're not a Nielsen person, please don't be a Nielsen family. <laughs> or you know, if you're gonna watch them and you're and you really secretly are a Nielsen family, watch them on a TV that is not hooked up. Do exactly. not put it in your diary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do not add to this. Well, don't worry. I am not a Nielsen family nor a Nielsen individual. So, <laughs> so, but that's I actually my, my not, that's actually my not so secret dream to be a Nielsen family. Really? Jesus, I would love that. The power, the power. <laughs> that's too much power to me. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> that's, that's, all all right. right. So what's your I'll next? You my next pick. Okay, it was hard for me because I was I I actually just want to do a whole category and just pull a Tachi and just throw in extra random stuff because <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say just nighttime soaps in general, just all oh, of them. Okay. But um, I narrowed my shame <laughs> like a laser to Melrose Place oh. for those. Okay, did you ever watch Melrose Place? Of course I did, because it came on right after 90210. <laughs> okay, you know what? I never watched 90210, but I did watch the spinoff, because um, Melrose Place was actually a spinoff of 90210. Oh, right, right. We used to have 90210 parties, okay? Oh, oh, you guys, you guys were hardcore. We were All right, hardcore. so Mel Melrose Place aired from uh, 1992 to 1999, and it, it ran for seven seasons. And my favorite thing about Melrose Place is just kind of uh, the – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the genesis of it all. Because initially, the first season of the show uh, focused on a group of fresh-faced early 30-somethings trying to make their dreams come true in a West Los Angeles Spanish-style revival apartment complex. So Which that was great. Yeah. But then – uh, for some reason, Aaron Spelling got on the phone and made Heather Locklear move into the apartment complex. And then everything changed. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't living in the building for five minutes before there were attempted murders, high-priced call girls, kidnappings, a, a crazy ball-headed doctor who faked her own death and put a bomb in the laundry room. Yes. <laughs> so 
the show completely flipped uh, and turned into something just in completely insane. And that's where the guilty pleasure came in. That the there there was nothing uh, too shocking, no plot twist too crazy for them not to do it on Melrose Place. You know, I think that came when because I really enjoyed Melrose Place. I was watching Melrose Place and I enjoyed it when it was, you know, first on, like you said, the 30 somethings trying to make I loved that, but I think it felt it may have felt like the producers two two nine oh two one oh ish. And so that's why they were uh it, it felt like to me that they were trying to change it to to separate it from nine oh two one oh. Because for all intents and purposes, they were just like, all right they they graduated from West Beverly too. Now this is just the you know the older people of alumni from West Beverly. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like, I guess, the first season. And maybe to differentiate that and to make it seem more grown up, they did all these things. Which oh it oh it got grown up because there grown. was there there were there were people having affairs with their sisters' husbands. Oh yes, um, there was all kinds of stuff, and they had a they had a regular gay guy, which was a big deal at the time on the show. So the the show just got so completely insane and so crazy. And you know they tried to bring it the resurrect the show a few years ago, and um, and it was doing nothing when it first came on. And they call once again somebody gave a call to Heather Locklear saying come back, but even the powers of heather locklear could not save the resurrected uh, uh mid-2000s version of melrose place mm. so it'll it, it will remain in the 90s where it belongs wow so <laughs> so what's your next pick tachi on that this is another reality <laughs> type thing and uh, this is another thing that I don't mean to watch. It just happens to come <laughs> on after after what I was watching, and I just don't change the channel. And then you get engrossed in the stories. So you know there are all these judge shows that are on. Mm-hmm. So I end up watching, and here in this market, they're like back-to-back. So I end up watching Judge Maybelline, uh and uh, well, what is the one she does? It's not Divorce Court. Sometimes I watch Divorce Court. Sometimes I watch the one with Judge Maybelline. And then the one that comes on in the morning comes on like after, um, right after CBS this morning, which I absolutely love. And I think it's a great morning program. So it just happens Shout to be Shout out to there. Gail King. Yes. Shout out to Gail King. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one with the three judges. Why is it not hitting me now? But they're hot bench. Hot bench. That's it. Hot bench. <laughs> oh goodness, goodness! And I think maybe it's the the reason I end up not changing it because I'm like I don't want to watch this rubbish. And then they're like up up now the case of the such and such. I'm like oh wow that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And then, then you you're there, and I'm like, oh, this is a complete time suck, as you say. This is a waste of time. But I end up there, and then it. Um, I watch that, and if if Hot Bench is on, then the next thing is um, Divorce Court. Then the next thing is Judge Maybelline, and I'm like, okay. Before you know it, I've watched three judge shows. 
God, it's a it's shocking how powerful they are that there doesn't seem to be a saturation point that they can keep cranking these out. I I, I you'd think that because the original one that still exists uh is, um is People's Court that is still in production and then Judge Judy is still in production and sh- that woman is printing money, printing it. You're telling me, she is set for life. She became, uh, because, you know, for all intents and purposes, these people are all lawyers. Whether or not they're still licensed and practicing is a different case. But they're all lawyers that at some point became judges. And so it's, it would be interesting. They probably never imagined in their wildest dreams that this would turn into that. Because now they're making probably way more money than they would have ever as a judge or litigating. So good for them. But that's a guilty pleasure, these judge programs. Oh, yeah, that that definitely is a guilty pleasure. And just in case anyone, anyone was wondering, how come I knew the name Hot Bench? Exactly. <laughs> in my own defense, I have never watched one episode, but, I, but that show actually follows uh, a show I record every day, The Talk. And so if I'm like, oh. I actually leave that on like the radio. If I'm like doing something, I'm in another part of the house, I'll hear it. And when it goes all the way to the end, the show that follows it is hot bench and it's the way the guy says it when he <laughs> i almost know by heart the little the little like the first like minute of it because the guy says it's like when uh when you have three different judges uh, when you have three different judges and they have three different opinions it's called a hot bitch yeah <laughs> so, you sound just like him <laughs> that's how i knew what you were talking about but exactly. I also again I take pride in the fact that I've never watched an episode. So Tachi, you're making me feel better about my horrible ratchet choices in life. How dare you? <laughs> and again, I don't intend to watch believe me, I don't intend to watch like the Kardashians and these judge shows. I don't. It just happens to be on and then something draws my attention and there I am. So Yeah, and unfortunately your your remote keeps being broken every time they come on. You just you oh you would change the channel if you could, but you just don't have the ability to. You are just so sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> that was so unnecessary, Kevin. <sighs> okay, I'm going to just try to tell me yours. Just tell me yours. <laughs> Move on to my next pick. All right. Um, now, all the fun I've had laughing at you. <laughs> It's about to all come flooding back over me. Just, I just waves wait. of disdain as I tell you. I what. can't wait. <laughs> I saved the worst for last. Un- un- unlike Vanessa Williams, I saved the worst for last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't even uh, keep it straight. I'm having a hard time even. I'm, I'm having a hard time getting it out and saying the name. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. The show is called Dating Naked. Dating Naked? Okay, not Naked and Afraid. No, Dating Naked. Dating Naked. Naked and Afraid is a classy show (laughs) compared to Dating Naked. (laughs) Okay, okay, is this the show where there are several people that are naked? Or wait, no, there's two that are going for the one person or there's a group of them that are naked and then it gets narrowed down or am I all right? I knew you were going to have questions. So (laughs) and I I have questions as to why you like this, but go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) I'm going to try to explain myself. 
Please do. All right, Dating Naked. It's in its third season, and for in my own defense, which is there's not much of a defense, I've only watched one season. I didn't watch the first season. I watched the second season, and I didn't watch the third season. All right, the Dating Naked. Uh, it's a okay. So it airs on VH1. It premiered in 2014, and it, it, it just wrapped. The third season just wrapped up in September. So, um, Dating Naked, what I love about it is, it's the show for people who think The Bachelor is too highbrow, <laughs> and it leaves the contestants with, it leaves the contestants with way too much dignity, so for those people, <laughs> if that's how you feel about The Bachelor, <laughs> that it's too much of a class act for you, then Dating Naked is your show. Please explain it's the premise of this. I, I'm not, I'm... Okay, so the premise is it works like this. Um, basically, what's cool about it is the show uh, starts starts off with like uh, two people, and um, the year I watched it, it was a guy named Chris and a girl named Carrie, and so over ten weeks. Uh, we watch them. First, we see them kind of get to know each other where they're just alone on the island. It's just the two of them, and they have like a couple of days to kind of get to know each other and develop a little bit of a rapport. So after that, that's when it starts to get interesting. Um, in the uh, So in each episode, we see them go on uh, two naked dates. They'll they'll go and um, spend time with. Uh, uh, they'll meet uh, uh, two different naked singles, and um, they'll go like naked bungee jumping, naked parasailing, naked tennis playing. You know, n- naked lawn darts, which is super dangerous. I don't know why they <laughs> did, did you know? <laughs> but they will do it. And so that, after that is uh, accident waiting to happen. It is. And so at the end of the show, how uh, what happens is they have two people to choose from. So the guy has two women that he's had dates with, and the girl has two guys she's had date dates with, and then they basically get to get uh, to pick who goes and who stays. And so. Um, if uh, the person who gets to stay, they go on to the next week, and then the same thing happens. They have two more naked dates with two other people, and do they keep the person that they kept from last week, or do they uh, uh, keep one of the new people that um, uh, that stayed, uh, you know, that they met this week? And so the whole point is, you're watching it. What keeps you watching? What kept me watching um, <laughs> was was to see ultimately. Who they're gonna pick because they're developing feelings, because uh, uh, like I said before, Chris and Carrie, they're developing feelings for each other, and but they're actually watching the uh, uh, the the person that they're developing feelings for date and get to know other people. So there's jealousy there. Um, there's a lot of insecurity because you're me and and you're looking at the other person like, are they hotter than me? That that the other person is uh, starting to develop feelings for. So uh, the climax. Of, uh, Oh, bad choice of words. Uh, The culmination (laughs) of the the last episode (laughs) is is we actually see who ultimately you leave the island with. Do you pick uh, one of the people that you met along the way or do you met the person that you started the whole journey uh, uh, with? And I actually found it strangely compelling. And one of the things uh, the the 
the people that uh, they chose, it, it, it's all in the casting. They chose actually an interesting two core people. Uh, Chris and Carrie were actually interesting and seemed like actually nice people. Well, nice, uh, nice as you can be when you agree to be on a VH1 ratchet show where you're naked. Uh, mm. <laughs> but uh, they actually seem nice and seem genuine. And, and to see them kind of struggle with, because uh, it's such an unnatural thing. A, you're, you're meeting everyone naked. B, you are kind of developing feelings for this woman uh, that you're having going on this whole journey with. But then you're meeting these other people who are picked specifically for you and your personality type. And it was like a tug of war emotionally. And I I, I couldn't believe how compelling I found it. I actually wandered into the show. Um, it's like a 10-week show. And I wandered into it around um, like, you know, two weeks in or something like that. So I, I watched for about eight weeks. And I looked forward to it. I looked forward to it every week. And obviously because it's VH1, there's no actual nudity. Everybody's like fuzzed out. There's just like a fuzzy kind of uh, uh, pixelation over everybody's naughty bits. And But it was still very it was still very compelling. So I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud. I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't watch The Bachelorette. Probably because they're wearing clothes. That's probably the key. That's why I'm not watching them. And the fact that you don't watch those shows is redeeming Compared to the fact that you watch this, <laughs> Kevin, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm I'm almost hoping that people actually stop listening to <laughs> listening to the podcast before we before we got to my final pick. That's why I buried it to the very end of the show. Oh, don't worry. The promos I'm going to say, and please make sure <laughs> you listen to the end because there are some juicy bits at the end. <laughs> Oh, the humiliation. <sighs> All right, Tachi, do you have any more picks? So this is my final one. And this is actually, a, a, you know, again, kind of reality. There is a channel called, you know, Cozy TV, which is an NBC, uh, affi- uh, NBC project or NBC affiliate. And they show mostly old programs. And I love the stations that show old programs like MeTV, Hub, yes. Cozy. I love those. But they also have some programming. There's a syndicated show. This is actually a a children's variety show. And it's called Ariel's and Zoe and Eli. I think he says his name, Eli. Eli, too. So they're two 16-year-old twin sisters and their brother, their 13-year-old brother, Eli. And they make music. And they just have, I think maybe their father is the producer, but they they actually won a daytime Emmy last year. So it's syndicated. It's in a bunch of different markets and they play it. I think it's on Cozy in different markets, but they just, they, they make, they song right. They make up their own songs. It's been on the air for like six years and I offhandedly uh, discovered it um, when nonstop, the nonstop channel then got engulfed and uh, encompassed into cozy. That's when I discovered it. And I said, this show was actually really cute. It's a kid show, but I sit there and watch it every Sunday. So it's a reality show. It's well, it's reality. in the fact that it's these, uh, it's real. It's their, um, it's the, the two sisters and their brother, their two twin sisters and their brother. And they write songs and they sing different types of songs. And their songs will be like about, um, 
you know, being in school and stuff like that. So, you know, just kids type stuff. And yeah. they'll go and they've actually had some, you know, special guest songwriters on the show and they'll interview them, asking them questions. They also do have a music reality series too. So about their time, uh, you know, being doing what they do. But I watch um, Ariel and Zoe and Ellie too. That's what it's called. Wow. Well, that's an interesting pick. I have never even heard of that show. Yeah, most people probably have not. If you're grown, you probably have not watched it. But I love there's I don't know. It's so nice because it's just a pureness of three siblings that they're just making music because how many other bad kids do you see out there doing nothing? But these kids decided we're going to get together and have a show. Well, I'm not even sure why this is a guilty pleasure. You should have saved this for our future Hidden Gems show because I'm I'm not getting any kind of – I just admitted to watching Dating Naked, and you're like, oh, I'm uh, one of my guilty pleasures (laughs) is a show about sweet children singing music about learning. Oh, you you must feel a lot of shame about that, Tanji. I told you I'm not necessarily ashamed, but, you know, I've grown and I'm watching a kid's show. So it's like, but I mean, I love kids programming, especially good kids programming. But uh, yeah, and so it's not really, it's more yeah, of a it's hidden a, gem. Okay, people. Yeah, she cheated. Yeah. Okay. So she had four <laughs> guilty pleasures and one hidden gem. And when we do our hidden gem show, she's going to just yank that one out again. So <laughs> no, yeah, I'm be, not. be so prepared there. for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. So there. I might just mention it again, but no, <laughs> <laughs> It really is like, you know, a guilty pleasure type of show that every Sunday I'm sitting there and watching this at 1130 a.m. These kids do. But I thought I think it's a nice and a sweet show. So. All right. Please, please. okay, check us out on Twitter. We are at TV Channeling uh, USA. Please message me if you feel like. Tachi totally tricked me and humiliated me. Please, you humiliated, humiliated please, yourself. Please bro. respond on Twitter. You humiliated. Humi- I can barely say the word now. Humiliated yourself. <laughs> no, she tricked me. She had she had four guilty pleasures and I had five. <laughs> no. Oh, I feel guilty about watching children sing about learning. Anyway, <laughs> leave me alone, Kevin. <laughs> also. Check this out on Facebook. <laughs> see, see, you're just evil, Kevin. You are the axis of evil. <laughs> so, yeah, as Kevin said, you can check us out on Twitter. We are at TV Channeling USA, and on Facebook, we are. TV channeling so you can check out all the cool news and the interesting things that we have to say and feel free to message us if there are shows you feel that we really need to check out we'd love to hear from you when you message us on twitter use the hashtag top five the number five guilty pleasure tv top five guilty pleasure tv we're gonna post our list of of guilty pleasures tachi will um, uh, post her list of four and i'll list all five of mine it's five but on twitter but you know what that's that let's shorten that that's a little long because if they have to put their top five and then the hash is too long so okay so what what do you think it should be so what about um top five gp Okay, top. Uh, so we need. We have to mention TV in there. So it's so TV. Top five so it's, GP TV. That way, it's short enough for them. Okay. 
All right, so message us on Twitter with the hashtag Top5GPTV and um, let us know your list of your top five guilty pleasures. I'll post my list of my top five guilty pleasures and Tachi will post her list of her top four because she didn't have five. I had five, Kevin. That was five. Simply because I don't watch Naked and Ashamed or whatever it's called. Okay. There's no show called Naked and Ashamed. Okay, yeah. It should Sorry. be, but it, there isn't one. <laughs> they should be naked and ashamed, okay? But Dating naked. Dating naked, simply because you watch that and my my mouth is on the floor, um, does not mean that mine is not a guilty pleasure. All right, I think this is time. It's time for us to sign off. It, it is. It is. It is. So, thank you all so much for listening. You make the show worth doing. So, thank you. We appreciate you. And for now, I'm going to say bye from Tachi. And bye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>